Welcome back to The Call of Men. I'm your host, Todd Archer. Man, we are so, I am so glad that uh, each one of y'all is tuning in again this week. And as always, uh, I pray that God is working in your life, challenging you in his truth and his wisdom to step out of your comfort zone and be the men that he has called you to be. And that he and his spirit is working in you and challenging you to grow in him so that we can stand up for the righteous cause and word of Jesus Christ. Men, I know this show is coming to you a little late. It's usually out on Mondays, but uh, this is now Wednesday. Uh, I would say I'd apologize for the delay, but... I have returned from a men's retreat, and to be honest with you, it uh, totally exhausted me. Uh, Being in in the presence of the Holy Spirit for three days in a row uh, was mentally, physically, emotionally exhausting, so it has taken me some time to recoup. It has also given me time to reflect and ensure that what I'm about to say is from God through the Holy Spirit. Uh, I would never want to speak on this show of anything that was out of God's will or that was of my own, uh, for my own benefit. And it has been a challenging message. Uh, and I were I was surrounded by true men of God in whose opinion I respect and honor in their wisdom of God's word and his truths. Uh, they have uh, challenged this thought of living a sin-free life, and I appreciate that because that's what we do as believers, as men, as iron sharpens iron, we too must challenge each other in the truths that the Holy Spirit puts on us. That's how we grow. That's how we honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He provided us other men and other followers of Christ that are further along in their walk than what each one of us may be. And I am thankful to each of the men that I have shared this with. Um, And they, I don't think they disagree, but they did challenge me in some way. So we'll kind of get into that in today's show. Um, So here we go. Uh, Like in the the last episode, we were talking about living a sin-free life. And I think... It is possible just through the readings in the Bible, the word of the Bible, um, and God has put it on my heart, and man, let me tell you what, it's a tough one because I am by no means anywhere qualified in the scripture 
or been in the scripture or in the word of God long enough to um, give a testimony like what God has put on my heart. Uh, man, it's it's heavy. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm just trying to be obedient and delivering the message that God has put on my heart. And uh, I'm, as you can tell, I'm still beating around the bush right now about, about getting into this because by no means, again, do I ever want to put anything out in this podcast because like I said from the beginning this is this is God's and uh I would not be sitting here doing it if he hadn't put it on my heart to start it and now here we are with this big question and so for some of you it may not be big some of you it may, it may be simple but for me it's really big you know and the reactions that I've gotten from some people are confirming that, you know, I, I think this needs to be addressed. And like I said last week, I think more churches um, maybe should think about preaching this message instead of the the message that's being preached that we are still sinners. Um, even after our acceptance of Jesus Christ. Uh, kind of, I guess I'm kind of go backwards because I want to, I want to say this. We've, we've talked about all the things that God says we are. When we accept his son, Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior, he only sees the righteousness in us. He only sees what we are because we are cleansed through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, his death, resurrection, of his son, Jesus Christ. When we accept that and we accept the Holy Spirit, God only sees the righteousness of Jesus in us. Now, with that righteousness, as Jesus said, a righteousness, as Jesus says, he provides us a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. So, uh, living a sin-free life. It was, uh, I mean, this one This one hits because I was talking to a fellow brother in Christ that <clears throat> he brought up to me First uh, John 1, 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And we were talking about uh, that yesterday. And I've been praying and I've been asking for the Holy Spirit's guidance in this, because like I said, I do not want to cause anyone to stumble. But in my research and reading and just talking to the Holy Spirit or letting him flow and letting him provide the answers and leading me to what 
John is saying in this, in, in, in my opinion, this is what the Holy Spirit's saying to me, and this is how I see it. You know, you're looking at the first part of this, is, and it says, if we say that we have no sin, well, first of all, we all know that we are sinners, or there would be no need for Jesus Christ. If we were not sinners in God's eyes, there would no be no need for redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. To me, that's what that's saying. Look, I'm saying I have sinned. I have sinned, right? And that by nature, because of Adam and Eve, I am a sinner. I'm, I would never say that I have never sinned because I have. So that's what that's saying to me is that I cannot say that I have never sinned because I have. And I know that the flesh that was corrupt by Adam and Eve and eating the fruit, and we are still born of that to that point when we accept Jesus Christ. And I know that there is potential there to continue to sin, which we all have at some point but as we grow in our faith and we grow in our wisdom and word or our learning of Jesus's word and what he tells us what the bible tells us what all the disciples and apostles tell us in the book is that we cannot say that we 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 have no sin because we have had sin Right? I mean, to me, it's saying that, okay, yes, I was a sinner, so I have sin. And in the flesh, I have the potential to sin again by my choice. But since God has forgiven me through his sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross and the shedding of his blood, that now I have confessed my sins. God has forgiven me my sins and has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. So in this where it says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. Well, I'm not making God a liar. I know that I have sinned. And I know that at some point there is a possibility that I may sin again because that is the flesh. And the flesh and the spirit are constantly at battle. And his word is not in us. Makes him a liar and his word is not in us. And that's where I feel the Holy Spirit is putting on me at this point is that, I, that, we're, that I'm saying that he is wanting me to say is that, yes, we are sinners. Hence the reason and need for Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross, the shedding of his blood. And his resurrection. And our faith in that alone. Doesn't take away that we were sinners. And that we should always remember. That because of the flesh and the sins of the past. That we have the potential to sin again. But what it is saying is that. 
his word must be in us and his word is what Jesus says, right? Or the Bible tells us. And it says in Titus three, four through five, but when the kindness and love of God, our savior appeared, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Again, that's Titus 3, 4 through 5. So, the Holy Spirit in this living a sin-free life, Jesus tells us, or the Bible tells us, that all the things that we are, through our faith in Jesus. Right? I mean, Ephesians 4.32 says, we are forgiven in Christ. Romans 3.24, redeemed in Christ. Romans 6.11, alive to God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17, a new creation in Christ. Galatians 3.26, sons of God in Christ. Ephesians 3.26, heirs of God's promises in Christ, First Corinthians one two, sanctified in Christ. You know we're 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 as it says in in First Peter five ten, called to God's eternal glory in Christ. Romans six twenty three, have eternal life in Christ. Romans eight thirty nine, loved in Christ. So. I understand what John is saying. We have to admit that we are that we were sinners and and that we have the potential to still sin even because the flesh and the spirit are constantly in battle. At some point, if we are not living in the word on a daily basis, living in prayer and communicating to the Father Son through the Holy Spirit, Every minute of every second of every day, every thought we have must pass through the filter of God's word and ask and request if this is what he wants us to say, that we must be still, be quiet, and listen to the Holy Spirit. And it's because we don't do that that we have the potential to sin that we think that we are not sinners because we've accepted Jesus Christ. That's not, that's, not, that's not what it is. We can, through Jesus Christ and the gift of the Holy Spirit, the helper of the Holy Spirit, be moved as a new creation in Christ Jesus that... We no longer, we have the power in our spirit to overcome the flesh. That we, as followers of Christ, not through our own power, like I said in the, in the, in the show before this one, is not through our own power. No, we can't. And I think that's where we go wrong. And I think in my understanding and what, the Holy Spirit is telling me is that 
that's where we make the mistake. That's who the people that John were John was talking to, those people who come in and try to deceive the followers of Christ that may be new in their faith. That hey, you have you you know Jesus, so you haven't sinned. Well, that's not what I'm saying. What he's saying is that in order to truly be seen as righteous, we have to have the acceptance of Jesus Christ in our heart. Not just a acknowledgement of who Jesus is doesn't save us, but through our love and commitment and submission and obedience to the words of Jesus Christ, to the word of God that is in the Bible, that we are or we have the power to live a sinless life. Now, I'm not talking about perfect. Some people say that, you know, some people are brought to my attention that um, living a sin-free life is perfect. Well, no, it's not because we will not be perfect until we are called home to kneel before the Father that we have walked through the cleansing fire of the judgment seat of Christ, right? At that point, when all our impurities have been burned away from past sins or sins that uh, we may have fallen to early on in our walk with Jesus, but grace covers that. That's the need for grace. That's where grace comes into play is that as we start our walk and as we start to grow in Jesus, grace is there to cover those times where we stumble and fall. But as we grow and as we learn and as the Holy and we allow and are more open to the Holy Spirit to come in and guide us and lead us, it strengthens us to the point that we can live a sin-free life. We're not going to be perfect because we're, we can't be perfect because we're from the earth and Jesus is from heaven. Right? So from that standpoint, <clears throat> we will only be perfect when we are in the presence of God, when he makes us perfect because perfection is all that he can be in the presence of. Makes sense that this body, this fleshly body, when we die or when he calls us home, is purified through the clean is all that's burned away is my understanding is how I read it is how what the Holy Spirit says to me is that all of that's burned away so we are in our perfect form that God had intended us to be in after Adam and Eve ate the fruit so I'm not saying we're perfect because we're not because we're from the earth, not from heaven. Jesus was perfect because he was from heaven with God. God manifested himself in man, right? So our Holy Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One, God the Father put himself into a man's form in the form of Jesus Christ. And then when Jesus Christ ascended to heaven to take his seat next to the throne of God, God came back or gives himself to us 
in the form of the spirit, which lives in us because we are now the temple of God. There's no place that we need to go to worship God. We can worship God from any place, any point, anywhere, at any time. Therefore, there is no need for the temple. There's no need for sacrifice of our sins because once we accept Jesus Christ, those are washed away. That cleanses everything from the beginning of time to the end of the time in your life, in my life, all our sins that we are going to commit, God has already forgiven. So therefore, we step into the righteousness that is through Jesus Christ. Once we step into that righteousness, we have the power that Jesus, that the Bible tells us we have. That we will do greater things than he. How can we do greater things than Jesus? Because God the Father now lives in us. And by when we are in tune with the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit guide our lives, our words, our thoughts, when we submit to being the Spirit that lives inside of us instead of the flesh that the Spirit lives inside of, that was flawed by Adam and Eve, then we can defeat the flesh through the spirit, but not by ours, not by our will, not by our strength, not by anything that we do, only through the blood of Jesus Christ and the spirit of God that lives inside of us. And I think that's where we have to start changing our mindset as we can't look at the new testament as as something that's in the past we have to bring the bible to the present right we have have to read the new testament right now the bible is a living document right it's it's application it's truths are as true now as when it was written always has been always will be because it is the word of god breathed by the god into the writers right through the holy spirit so i know that's it's kind of bounced from here to there and and i apologize like i said this is Whew, man, this is this is heavy for me too. So, look, we have the ability to live a sin-free life in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Now, it is our choice and our free will that God has allowed us to have to continue to sin or not to sin. So, I mean, it, it's on you. You have the knowledge, you have the power, but it comes to submission and obedience to the Holy Spirit in your life. You know from reading your Bible and studying your Bible and being in, in God's Word what is right what is wrong, Right? We know that love is the greatest of all things because God has shown us his love for us in sacrificing his son so that we may be present with him in heaven. 
of the new heaven and the new earth. Right? I don't want this to be as confusing as it may sound. I hope you're tracking. I'm sorry if if there's so much that God's put on my spirit and I'm trying to make it make sense with you as I'm trying to make sense of it myself because I want to be obedient in his call and this message he's given me. The bottom line to me is this. Look, we have the power through Jesus Christ. Not to say that I've never sinned and and that at some point, because I'm not in tune with the Spirit, that I decide that I become, you know, smarter than God or whatever. I'm not saying I am because by no means am I. But at some point, our egos and Satan will find that gap and kink where we're not in tune with the Holy Spirit. And it will allow him to attack us in a way that we may sin. And in that place, there is grace. That's what grace is for. Not that we are blaspheming God or demeaning God. I think it's just the opposite. If we're not taking what the Bible tells us we are capable of through our acceptance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then that's blaspheming blaspheming of God's Word and the Holy Spirit. Because if God lives inside of us and it and it tells us the things, the the abilities that we have, then we have to believe one hundred percent in that. Not to forget that we were ever sinners and that we ever needed God's forgiveness and grace through his son Jesus Christ's death on the cross, which John was talking about, that we can never forget that because if we do, then like Satan, we believe that we are as powerful as God. And and, and that's of Satan. That is not of the Father or the Holy Spirit, the Son, Father, Son, or the Holy Spirit. And that is straight from Satan. I I I need God. I need the power of God from the Holy Spirit in my life in order to live this sin-free life that is honoring and glorifying to God that others can see and want to live. And that's the truth that we have to believe. Quit living in the past of Adam and Eve and live in the presence and truth of of Jesus Christ that is, he provided us the help that his death on the cross ended our Adam and Eve connection, partly in the flesh. That is gone. Now we start living in what we're going to be in heaven, right? Through the spirit, in the spirit. We start living out in or in out. That's what I'm trying to say. We start living from an inner presence, an inner power, an inner strength that is given to us by God, the Father, through his Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. That he now lives in us and that we, trusting in him and his word and our faith in his Son, Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit can work out of us through the flesh Right? Does that make sense? That's 
Whew, that's what God was just telling me. Look, we no longer in our acceptance of Jesus Christ are required to live in the flesh. Yes, we go through the motions in the flesh, but that is not our home. Our home is the spirit, which is and will be perfect when we are with the Father in heaven. So we must live internally in the spirit and control the outwardly of the flesh from inside. And that's where the power of the Holy Spirit comes in. That's where the power of God is. It is inside us. We must quit falling back on the outside of the flesh. We must stop it because God, Jesus, has given us the power. Our faith in Jesus Christ allows us to have the ability to dominate our spirit, which can dominate the flesh. But we want to keep falling back on, oh, well, Adam and Eve sinned, so therefore we're sinners. Yes, we were until Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ changed everything. We are a new creation. We are new. We are reborn. We are rebirthed in the spirit of God. We have to trust in that truth. We have to believe in that truth. We have to stand on that truth and believe that it is inside us and we have the power of Jesus inside of us. We have the power to heal. We have the power to rebuke demons. All of that is in us. And when we're walking in the spirit and trusting in the spirit to lead this vessel of flesh and bone that we have, but it's being ran from the inside sanctity of our spirit which is given to jesus christ in our acceptance of that he is our lord the holy spirit will provide that way so we have to quit making excuses and trust in what jesus tells us we are a new creation we are reborn through our faith in him and is when we have that, then we understand that we can live a sinless life. We can live a sinless life because he empowered us to do so, so that it would glorify the kingdom of heaven. But we keep saying, no, I'm not. And he says, yes, you are. Yes, we are. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are able to glorify the kingdom of heaven and all the things that he did, we too can do through the Holy Spirit that he provided us in the time that we accepted him as our Lord and Savior because the Father was in Jesus, the, the Spirit is God. So, we have to stop living in the past and start living now. The Bible is applicable now as it was then. And we can't sit here and say that, well, that's not. Well, look, Jesus said, Jesus is 
our Lord and Savior, right? And he provided the Holy Spirit. All our sins are forgiven. When God looks at us, God the Father looks at us, he sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Okay. So when God's looking at me, he's seeing Jesus. Well, I need to make the decision that when I look at me, I need to see Jesus. And forget about the flesh. Right? And start letting the spirit that is inside of me, the spirit of God, because we are the temple of God. Now that Jesus tore the veil in the temple and destroyed the temple, we are the temple. God resides in us. So we're saying, God, you don't have enough power to allow me to control my flesh in order to honor your kingdom so that people here on earth can see that there is a better way to live your life, that the power of God lives in me and lives in each one of his creation and to spread his gospel of that truth, then we're, then we're calling God a liar. That's where we're wrong. Because if we believe anything, we have to believe in the power and the truth that is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And that's what I believe in, and that's what the Holy Spirit's put on my heart, is that we have to live now in our acceptance of Jesus Christ from the inside out and quit looking from the outside in. We have to trust in the words Jesus gave us that the disciples gave us we have to trust in those truths because it's all God breathed it's all the truth of God and I don't believe that God is he is all powerful and we have the only place we can get that power is from God and that we will always need God because without God we are nothing we are dirt that we were created from but through God and his breath of life in us and through his son sacrifice an atonement for the sin that Adam and Eve created in the garden, Jesus was that atonement. And now we have the power to live a life, a sinless life, a kingdom-honoring life that no one can take away from us. And as long as we are in communication through prayer, through growing in God's word that he gives us and leaning on him for all understanding, then we too can live a sinless life. Not perfect because the flesh that the spirit is in is imperfect. But the spirit that Jesus Christ gives us in us through the Holy Spirit is capable to control the flesh and live a sin-free life. Now, I know that's a... Uh, man, that's just what I believe. I mean, uh, that's what... Like I said, that's what the Holy Spirit has put on my heart. That's what I... I mean, I have to believe we... We cannot 
continue, in my opinion, and from what the Holy Spirit has put on me, we could not, cannot continue to live with a passive love for Jesus Christ or a passive belief in the power of God, which to me, that's what I've been doing. I'm not, I'm not, I, I have too. This is the conviction that he has put on my heart that I am not living the life that he has called me to live. Right? And through the sanctification process that the Bible talks about, you know, as we grow in Christ and our, that truth becomes more obvious to us because as we grow, he shows us more and more each time. And right now I'm to the point to where you know, this this is the fact. How how do I live that? Man, I wish I had a, a, a handbook. You know, I can just only go from God's word in the book that he give has given us and, and be in constant communication with the Father through the Son, through the Holy Spirit. Every thought must be taken captive. And pass through the filter of of God. And, and I think that's where we have to start. In realizing that we are not limited in spirit. Because God now lives inside of us. God is not limited in anything. But we have to remember where it gets dangerous. And where it's tricky. And where sin comes back into play in all of this is like what John said. When we start saying, oh, we don't have any sin. Well, it's not through our own power that we don't have any sin. It's only through the power and need of God the Father. And the only reason we have that ability is through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice and his atonement for our sins that we are able to live a sin-free life through the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit has the power, and if we use his power, then it's not our strength, it's his. And I trust in God's strength a lot more than I trust in mine. And we all should, 100% without a doubt, full-fledged, full-on commitment to being the warrior that God has always been that Jesus was and that we are as men and women and followers of Jesus Christ. That there are many battles that we still see in this world that require men of God who are in touch with the Holy Spirit and allowing that spirit to lead them and doing away and realizing that the foot, that the, the flesh that we that holds the spirit is just temporary our place is in heaven our home is in heaven it tells us we are not of this earth now we are of of heaven and we have the power of heaven inside of us but we choose because like me that's a scary thought because now when we start to understand that we have this god-given authority to have true dominion over the earth and the evil things of this earth and understand that that's a big responsibility that's a scary thing 
And I think that's why most of us don't. I know that's why I haven't. But if I'm trusting in the spirit and I'm believing in what he is putting on my heart and I am testing it through other brothers and sisters in Christ and they are seeing that and they're telling me and bringing up questions to help me find the truth and make sure that what I'm telling you today and what this show has been about today is that we can live a sinless life because God has never failed at anything he has set out to do. And when he put Jesus Christ, his son, on that cross to atone for our sins and provided us himself, the Holy Spirit, to in us to make us the temple in which he lives and we trust in his power not our own that we understand that everything that we are able to do comes from God and serves God's purpose as believers in Jesus Christ those who don't are that's where we have to question. But as we are believers in Jesus Christ, we have been blessed with the Holy Spirit. He has given us the helper, which is the Spirit of God that now lives inside of us. We have that power. And when we start living from the inside, from the source of that power, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, then we can live a sin-free life. But we have to take hold of that truth. We have to take hold of the promises that God has given us. 100% believe that we can live a sinless life. Not on our own, but the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when we believe that Adam and Eve, in which we were created descendants of, right, that that is done and over with, that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross did away with all of that. And the authority that he gives us through the Holy Spirit, when we trust in the Holy Spirit and we live in the Holy Spirit, that is how we live a sin-free life. Nothing we can do except for our faith. And through the strengthening of our faith by reading God's word and building that relationship with God the Father, just as Jesus did, it is now attainable for us as well to communicate with the Father and do the Father's will because he has given us his power through the Holy Spirit to be able to go out and stand in the face of evil, to stand in the gap between heaven and earth because of him in us. We are his. And we must never forget that. And we do understand and must never forget that our flesh is the imperfection. 
and the battle that we have to fight daily. As Jesus, as Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you have to pick up your cross daily and die to yourself and allow the Spirit to lead you in what he wants you to do. We must get rid of that fleshly person and allow our true nature through the Spirit guiding us into what God created us to be. And when we take hold of that truth that we are no longer in control, we are listening to God the Father just as Jesus Christ did, that our direction comes from him. The words we speak come from him and him alone. And we block out the noise of the world and we focus on God's word and that relationship that we have we have that relationship with Jesus Christ. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. And as the Holy Spirit, as we communicate to the Son and the Father through the Holy Spirit that is giving us and leading us the truths of God the Father, then we can live a sinless life. But we have to remove the doubt of the power of the Father, that the Son, and that our belief that he died on the cross and his blood was the atoning sacrifice needed in order for us to obtain what he wants us to be. We have to live in the Spirit, and we have that capability to glorify and honor heaven just like Jesus did, to live a sinless life. This body is not perfect. It has its flaws. I understand that. And I'm not saying that we are perfect as Jesus was perfect, but I am saying that we can honor God, the Father in heaven, by living a sinless life as Jesus did, that everything that we do is a guidance and direction from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is sitting at the right hand of God. And the Holy Spirit knows them all. And he is the one who has given us the ability to do so. So, I, I don't know, and I know that this is for the six or seven people who listen, <laughs> but that's all right. Like I said, that's, that's God's thing. You know, see, there's that, there's that part to where, you know, I'm still learning as well and still trying to follow the direction where I need the grace of Jesus in my life that, you know, my ego, my pride, the flesh, the flesh, wants it to have 5,000 followers, you know, but it doesn't, and that's okay because my spirit is in control of my flesh. And my spirit says, this is God's, not yours. So I'm cool with the seven people that listen, and I am thankful that those seven people get to hear what God has put on my heart, and I'm thankful more so that God has put the weight of this message on my shoulders. It's an honor. It's a privilege. Um, 
to be in a point in my walk with God that he would trust me or choose me to deliver this message. Uh, I, I don't believe this is me. This is something he has put in my heart. And like I said at the beginning, I am just trying to be an obedient servant. An obedient servant through the will of the Holy Spirit, which is the will of God in my life. Uh, I don't know. I know. I'm not sure that uh, this clarified anything or this made anything that I've said in the last show or this show made it any easier to understand or believe, but it is what I believe. It is a truth that God has put on my heart. And I ask that any, uh, confusion or, or misunderstanding that may be presented in, in this message that he has put on my heart, that he clarified and make it clear to you through the spirit that your ears may hear one thing, but I ask that in his name, in Jesus Christ's name, that the spirit clarifies what I'm trying to say because it is in him that it was put on my heart. It was him that this message was put on my soul. Uh, and I trust in him to lead me in a way through my obedience and hearing and following his call on my life to deliver the words that he puts on my heart. Uh, I sincerely prayed before I even started this show that I would do nothing or say nothing that would ever harm or confuse anybody about who God is and our need for God uh, or Jesus Christ or the Holy Spirit that it would just help to further your walk to help grow you in your faith in Jesus that his power is in us don't limit his power by listening to the flesh telling you that we can't when we can because it is him that provides us the ability to do it. It's not us. It is him alone and us listening to him through the spirit that allows us the opportunity to live a sin-free life, to be heirs to the kingdom of heaven with Jesus Christ. All of this is truth and we cannot supersede anything that God has deemed righteous and that includes ourselves we cannot he tells us that we are righteous that he sees us as righteous because of his son Jesus Christ 
And we must take that truth and we must live it out by listening to the Spirit. And we must live from the Spirit. That the Spirit permeates through this flesh and bone, this mortal body that will die one day. That our spirit shines through and that the people around us see the radiance and the power and the glory of God through us. Through the Spirit that is leading us and guiding us. Um, man, I mean, it's just, that's the truth that I'm living on. That's the, the, the thought process that he has put on my heart. And that is the operating method that I will be moving, living in moving forward. Uh, I am in control of nothing. He is in control of it all. I want to be in touch with the spirit and let him lead and guide me. And uh, fight the battles that he puts me on this earth to fight. And stand up for the truth, which is all of God's word. And uh, I just want to help grow each and every one of you that will ever hear this show in your faith that God never loses. He's the undefeated champ. Always will be. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the beginning and he is the end. And all things are done only through his will. That includes every one of our actions when we accept Jesus Christ. Because now we do not fall under the sinful nature of Adam and Eve. We fall under the glorious and righteousness nature of Jesus Christ. So take that truth. Put it in your heart. Ask the Spirit each and every day, each and every second of every minute, of every hour, of every day to guide you and lead you in the way that he wants you to go. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have to fight the flesh because they are at constant war with one another. But God's power never loses. So if you trust in the Spirit, and do what he's telling you and step out on that that you hear. You will succeed in living a sin-free life. And men and women for this show, uh, you know, as you do what you do today, answer the call of you.